Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you can imagine someone sitting there having a conversation while they are simultaneously yelling at themselves inside their head, <laughs> that is me. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. We're both a little out of it. Uh-huh. Or at least out of sorts. Probably both, honestly. But here we are. I'm dealing with some freezing rain, and Heather's got two feet of snow. Yeah. So that's probably not helping. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it. Sort of like, I live now up where I can see how pretty it is. I was like down in the thick of it. And didn't really have a, like a vantage point of just how pretty it can be. Gotcha. And maybe it was because it was a holiday. A lot of the city shut down. Like they like garbage is, is usually picked up on Mondays and they didn't do that. And the plows didn't come out until like five o'clock at night, which is which is weird because we have like the, they are on it with the plows always. Right. And Lita had an orthodontist appointment and they called in the morning and said, we are canceling all the appointments today because of the weather. So it's a big deal. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's freezing wow. rain there right now. Yes. I went out to start the car and almost totally ate shit in my driveway. Oh, it was pretty God. fun. Yeah. It's like, it's not thick, but it's just enough to perfectly coat everything. Yeah. Fortunately, most of the roads, they seem to have been on top of it. So the roads are relatively okay. Do they put salt down or sand down? Uh, They do salt and then they do, I don't know what this stuff is, but like this liquid spray that goes on the road. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but it seems to work. If they get it down early enough before the storm, then it kind of prevents things from sticking. Okay. But it only goes on the real main roads and some of the more treacherous corners. And definitely not in my driveway. So that was fun. But it just takes forever to get anywhere because I drive slower because you never know. And then there's the other people who drive like assholes still. And that just freaks you out. So yeah, it's been it's been good. And we got not two feet, maybe I don't know, six to eight inches on Saturday. So it's oh all my God. white and crusty although lexton has to shovel <laughs> and that has been glorious it's, it's it's super nice you've given him that job yes he wa- he really wanted an allowance and i said okay well then we're gonna agree on a list of things and when when i put shoveling on there i just put shoveling as needed he he read it he's like oh, okay yeah, that's fine and then you get six to eight <laughs> inches of wet blowing snow and suddenly it's not as fine as he imagined it to be he, I mean, he came was inside. It pretty, was it pretty terrible? It was pretty terrible because he was deceived by the fact that a section of the driveway was only two inches deep and didn't realize that mm-hmm. that meant another 15 feet of the driveway was like half a foot or more. <laughs> so he came inside. And he's like, can you please just finish? There's so much snow. Like, yeah, I can, but I'm not going to go back outside. It's, it's the worst. 
Oh, yeah. It is the worst. It is the worst thing. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. <sighs> I mean, I get why he hates it. You know, and I have that little smidgen of sympathy. But no. <laughs> nope. Usually I'll just do the end of the driveway like enough so that I can pull in and pull out without going through all that the plow has thrown in there. But then the rest of it, the rest of it he does. And I sit inside and drink coffee and watch him out the window <laughs> like any good parent would do. It's just backbreaking work. It's just heavy and it never and ceaseless and never ending. And like I once tried to do my driveway this is a couple houses ago, and I spent four hours and still didn't even get half the driveway done. Oh, yeah. There was so much. No, it was so heavy. Yep. And, yeah. It's okay when it's like an inch or two and you can just walk from one end of the driveway with, yeah. with the shovel to the other. But when it's super heavy, you have to stop every two feet and throw it. And then you get to the middle of the driveway and there's you can't throw it You're too far. <laughs> so you have to walk it and then throw it. And then, yeah, I mean, it's it does suck. Oh, and then, and then, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, the snow plows will come by, and when they come by, they basically, like, throw snow into your driveway. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, several feet. Because they're, the they're shoving the snow out of the street, and they're shoving it into your driveway, and it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you just do that? Yep. Fuck. And it's always the wet, slushy street stuff, so if you don't get it, yes. it turns in, like, it's like bricks at the end of your driveway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All you have to do is is not shovel it one time and you're screwed until it's warm enough to melt. And then if you don't keep your walks and your sidewalks clean, you can get a ticket. Can you? Oh, that doesn't exist here. You wow. can here. Oh yeah. We got a we got a warning. because uh, we were out of town for a week. And it snowed like three times while we were gone. And the mailman was unable to deliver our mail because he couldn't get to the mailbox. A lot of these houses here have mailboxes on the house. Okay. And he he filed a complaint with the city and the city taped a warning to our door. So they walked through the snow. Yeah. Proving the mailman wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know some places that have that as a, as a general like city ordinance. And I think I understand the argument that it's obnoxious, but as a runner, I got to hate when people don't shovel the front walk, even just like a shovel wide path. Yeah. And so many people don't. And then you end up in the street or running through snow and that just, that sucks. That really, I just, that's why I never ran snow. It's called a treadmill. That's, that's what I did. I hate <laughs> treadmill running. Ah. Although this week we're supposed to be like double, double digit negatives. So probably not a lot of running. Oh, God. Don't do that. Don't no, go no. running in that. No, no. If it's below zero, I don't run. Nope. It'll be an indoor week, which is fine. I talk about running in my book and how and this part got cut because it was an unessential part. But I guess it was an unessential detail, but that, that's a word, right? Unessential? Yeah. Non-essential. Non-essential? Yeah. Non-essential. <laughs> I'm really tired. I, I, I had to take Marlo to therapy at 730 this morning, so... Gotta had to get up really oh, wow. really early. So uh minor other tangent. Anyway, I wrote that everything that I ever learned about Steph Curry, I learned <laughs> by running on a treadmill in the basement of a Jewish community center. <laughs> because I was training for the Boston Marathon while basically while sports season, like basketball season was going on. 
And this was the year that, that he was scoring all those um, three-point shots. Okay. And the TVs in front of the treadmills were all like ESPN1, ESPN2, another sports channel, another sports channel. And I learned a lot about Steph Curry while running on a treadmill. I had no idea. So I guess that's one advantage. Do you know who Steph Curry I do. Is? I know nothing, but I do know who, yes. <laughs> I didn't know anything either. <laughs> is it good information? Do you feel that it was valuable information? I, I, I feel um, I like his work ethic. Um, he has an incredible work, work ethic. He has an incredible relationship with, with his wife. He's extraordinarily charitable. Um, he's, a, he's funny. He loves his kid. I don't know if he has multiple kids, but yeah, I mean, I learned a lot of really... I was like, oh, this is, I, I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, I, every time I've heard his name, it's positive. But I've never, mm -hmm. like, I, I know he plays basketball. That's really the extent of what yeah. I know about him. And it's pretty much, <laughs> we were trying to figure out who was going to be in the Super Bowl the other day. Oh, we were just like, who, who are the Rams? What, what city is that even? I don't even, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Do you want to Google it? Not really. <laughs> no, no, they're not going to go. We don't know. See, that's why you got to get back on the treadmill. You could learn all about the Rams this time. Yeah, I'm not going to get back on the treadmill. Done with running? I'm done with running. Yeah, done, 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 done. Sure about that? Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, I have. Yes, I, I have made plans to go back to the gym because I hadn't been to the gym in a very long time. And then life happened, as you know. Life does happen. Life happens. Life, life, can, life can be like three days of freezing rain and snow and, you know, you just sort of have to halt all of your other plans. Oh, yeah. While you figure out life. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and then you come out of that and you don't actually try to reschedule anything because it's, I mean, it's like the time for that stuff has passed now. Yeah. Because there's just nowhere to put it. Mm-hmm. I got to the end of last week. <laughs> like the end of the work week? Like uh, Friday? I got to okay. Friday evening. Because last week was just one day after another after another of figuring shit out. And got to Friday evening when the final thing was done. And I was like, I don't know how I did that. I look back and I'm just like, whoa. That was a lot. Yeah. But you survived. Mm -hmm. I was in back-to-back -back meetings for like two and a half days. Yeah, you were in. You were like in meetings for like days. Yeah, like all day and all night. Like, it, yeah, it was constant. Ugh. Yep. We had a week. We had a week, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. And we tried, tried to do. A service of sorts by discussing mental health and SSRIs. I need to make the, uh, is it the official announcement caveat that my experience may differ from yours and everyone's experience may differ. So I don't ever want to discourage someone from trying medication if they want to try medication. My children are on SSRIs. Uh, many of my uh, children's cousins are on SSRIs. So I don't want to discourage anyone from trying what they need to do for themselves. I just, I'm going to officially say that. Which felt ob obvious to me. I think you were just conveying like, 
you need to be aware of this other side. This is a, a possibility. This is a possibility for someone who's taking it that this may happen. Yeah, so. like you could have side effects. You might not. You could experience this when you come off it. You might not. And I was actually explaining what my psychiatrist slash pharmacologist was telling me about them and why it's different coming off Zoloft than it is coming off Prozac and that sort of thing. Again, your mileage may vary for that. So that's like our editor's note for this week. And after last week, I think I know exactly how and what I would do and what I would say and how I would conduct a therapy session. <laughs> after last week, yeah. After last week, like I, there were I the lingo and the language and the questions, like I got it down. Like I have so many notes, and I'm like, I can do. I, I, I'm, they're, they're gonna ask this question. Oh, they did. They asked that question. Okay. And they're gonna ask this question. Oh, they did. They asked that question. Okay, got it. <laughs> so it's it's like a it's a side job now. You go into yep. that. It's a side job for me to go. All right, they're gonna ask about this. Yep. Yep. They asked it. Wow. It was a bit, it was a week. Yeah, it was a week. <laughs> wow. For both of us. Yeah. And then I celebrated my kids and his kids are um very picky eaters. And all of uh, them like yours and his? Yes. Oh, well, I guess it's at least it's consistent. Oh yeah. Oh 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 yeah. So they wanted to go to the, is it called the spaghetti factory? Maybe. Do you have those? I don't. It sounds familiar though. I, we, we have a Maggiano's and a macaroni grill, but maybe spaghetti factory is just similar. I don't I think, know. I think in Memphis it was called like spaghetti warehouse, but it's this. It's called this the old spaghetti factory or something like that. Okay. You know, it's one of those places we celebrated it by going there and something was wrong with the meatballs. As the in, meatballs. like they didn't taste right or you just couldn't get them? They were good. And then Marlo ate one and then I gave her half of one of mine. And then we both got home and were extraordinarily sick. Oh. Yeah. But but really quick story about that. We, we, we just had like grumbling stomachs. You know how your stomach is just uneasy? Yeah. Neither of us was throwing up or doing anything. We just, we just didn't feel very good. And I'm sure that I'm going to get some hate mail for this because they're going to think it's inappropriate. But we watched Venom. Have you seen Venom? No. You know what it is? Yeah, yeah. The movie. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. The Marvel movie. Yeah. So <sighs> Cowboy's Child is 13 and Marlo is nine. And we start watching it. <laughs> There's this very, very intense scene where, you know, basically that Venom is a a man that's been sort of infected with this lizard-like thing. Like it kind of like takes over him, right? Sort of. Yeah, it takes it. Yeah, exactly. And during the scene where it takes him over, like he's hungry and the only thing he can eat is something that's living. He has to eat a living thing. Okay. And he turns around and he bites the head off of of a guy on the street. Okay. And... Up until that point, I'm like, oh, my God, is this okay? And like, right as he bites the head off the guy, Marlo's like, that was wicked. I love it. Oh, my it. God. She's like, I hope he does it again and again and again. Oh, man, this movie is amazing. <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, 
my god. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh too hard because I don't want to distract her, but I was like, <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, it was good. And you're like worried that maybe that's too graphic and she's totally like was sitting there waiting for that basically. She was waiting. Like she was like, when is it going to get fun? Oh, it got fun. <laughs> that's so awesome. Um, You went on a date? I went on a date. What? Yep, I did. It was last week. Went on a date. Just want to come right out and say that I suck at dating. <laughs> fucking terrible at it oh my god i uh, there's i'm not quite this bad but have you ever seen i don't know how old the movie is i think it's called baby mama with tina fey and amy poehler i know what you're talking about but i haven't seen it okay right so like tina fey i can't get pregnant so she hires amy poehler as a surrogate that's the whole point of the story but it opens with her monologuing about basically all of the problems in her life and everything that she's facing and the stress and all of her skeletons. And you think it's just a monologue, but she's actually monologuing that to her date at a restaurant before they order food. Oh, wow. And he gets up and leaves, like catches a cab and (laughs) takes off. And I don't do that, but I have to constantly, I just feel like getting it all out there. (laughs) Here's all the shit. If this is going to bother you, that's cool, but let's just just be done. Like I don't I don't want to take six weeks to realize that this is a troublesome. So you talk about I don't I, I because I know that that is a terrible decision. I think I just end up making terrible small talk. Mm. Well, and okay, but it's also you can probably relate to this if you if you go on a date with someone who has kids and you have kids, there's like that very common thread. Yes. And you can talk about that. I yes. feel like when I go on a date with someone who don't, someone who, who doesn't have any kids, I don't really want to talk about Lexton. Not, not like I hide the fact that I have a child, but I don't want to be that person who just does nothing but talk about yeah. their kids. Yes. Because that's obnoxious. But right. at the same time, that is my life. Exactly. Like, it's like you can't, you can't really, like everything is associated with the fact that you take care of him, all of his needs. Right. And it can go, I mean, there's so many things that you could have conversations about that I don't necessarily do because I just, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Not, not like I'm super self-important and I don't have time, but just because of that everything comes comes back to hey here's this thing about my son so it's this weird and i i honestly think a lot of it is in my head maybe i'm not as bad as i imagine but it's you're probably just, not as bad as you imagine I, you're probably being very hard on yourself probably and it, and it was fine and she was great and it wasn't like the whole thing was a disaster but i always like i leave and immediately turn my car on i'm like that was a fucking disaster Okay, first of all, where did you meet this person? Just out and about, natural causes. It was not an it really? was not an app, yes. It was not an app. No, through mutual acquaintances. Okay. I did. I wasn't going to judge you about the app because I used the app. No, I know. Well, and I downloaded I downloaded Bumble for the third time. 
and it stayed on my phone for a whole week before I deleted it. So it's progress slowly. <laughs> yep. So did you did you like her? Yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely go out on another date, and I and I honestly think that she probably would too. But it's really just this head game that I feel like I'm stuck in. And I think it go despite that, I feel like it's okay. But it's almost, if you can imagine someone sitting there having a conversation while they are simultaneously yelling at themselves inside their head, <laughs> that is me. So yeah, it's, you know. But I think I think just in general, dating is awkward. Because you have oh, to find like those it. little common I threads. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I yeah. hated it. Well, and I hate it because I hate small talk anyway. Just I, I just don't like it. I never really have. But that's the only way to start out. Yeah. Because you you can't jump into like big conversations. I I mean, I guess you can, but that can be disastrous. So you have to start it with small talk. It can be disastrous. And- it can be disastrous or it could be the best thing ever because you've, you've suddenly found in common something like a person who critically thinks through things and likes to talk about heavy things and in a, in a way that like you relate to. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. So I guess it is kind of a, it's a gamble and it could work out. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned not that this was something that was brought up intentionally, but like the guy that you went out with who, who hates millennials. Yeah. Like clearly from that one non small talk conversation, you knew we're not going to think the same on a lot of things. So it's done. Exactly. And that was a shitty date, but at least you didn't have to wait six weeks to figure out that that was going to (laughs) be shit. You know, Uh, he was, and he was like, I didn't tell you this part. He was fishing around. We, We talked on the phone uh, before we went out, because I met him through either I met him through Matt. Okay. And I, I actually have heard like a TED talk about like rules for online dating, and one of them is you need to have a phone conversation with the person before you go out, because that way you can at least determine if you have anything in common rather than wasting your time of actually leaving the house. I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And did you follow but, that? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I hate talking. I know. Phones. I know. That's why I asked. <laughs> yep. So he, we, we had a conversation on the phone, and he was fishing around like he, his kids are, are much older. He was asking about my custody situation and how often I had them, and I'm like all the time, like every day. Um, and he's like, "Well, when do you not ever have them?" And I'm like, "Never." I'm like in the summer for a short period of time. <laughs> yeah. That is it. But he was like fishing around for like when he and I could have alone time already on the phone. That should have been the first red alert right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it, I feel like, and I think we've talked about this back, like way back when you were more active on the apps, not more active. I know you're not active on, on dating apps right now. <laughs> when you were active, not that, not that being a single parent puts us on a different pedestal. But I feel like when someone finds out that you're a single parent with full-time custody, the basic response should either be to just honestly be like, okay, this isn't going to work. Or while wow, your schedule's super limited, we'll hang out when you have time. Like we'll get together when it works for you. Yeah. It's weird as a guy, because as soon as I say I'm a single dad, the immediate assumption is, oh, you have your kid or kids. 
every other weekend. Yeah. And I always have to be like a single parent full time, like all the time. I am a parent. <laughs> right. Because it just doesn't compute for a lot of people. It does not compute at all for a lot of people. Like I didn't ever go on a date with a single dad who had his children all the time. Not once. Yeah. So that's yeah. weird. And then, and then what? You're, you're kind of like an albino, like zebra. That, yeah, that's, <laughs> that is exactly, that's exactly how I feel. Because then when I say that, anyone who has any ability to like critically think at all, I can see it in their face that they're trying to understand why that is. Yeah. Because it's an uncommon situation. Right. Which in some ways is just un unfortunate. I mean, it shouldn't be something that people are prone to question, but it happens. Like, wow, I've never heard of that. I wonder why he has full-time custody. Mm -hmm. So in some sense, it's it's a really great icebreaker because that's a huge conversation. <laughs> You're like, have I got an episode of a podcast for you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I should just get calling cards with a link to that episode. I mean, like, just listen to this. We'll end the date now. Just listen to this. We'll do it again next week. So, I mean, it, yeah. it feels good to, to go on a date. Like I just, that simple fact felt nice to be out, uh -huh. but it is, it's such a head game. And I know I make it worse for myself. It was, it, it was, it was bad. It was such a bad experience for me and a demoralizing experience. And I think I told you that when I came back from Paris, I realized it wasn't me. <laughs> Yeah, it was Utah and that things would probably be very different and things were different. Like when I was in L.A., dating was very different than it is here. And it's I, and it's probably different just as adults, you know, date uh, adults with ch children dating other adults with children. Yes, because you, you get to a point in your life where you're, you're like, I know what I am capable of uh, dealing with in terms of being annoyed and what that person is doing right now, I'm never going to be able to get over that. <laughs> right. Right. Like I know right now that maybe they're a good person, but this is not going to work. Yeah. So this person, wait, he owns 12 guns and he keeps them on a rack in his living room. <laughs> Sounds perfect for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what's hard too is like, I think there are a lot of people that you meet that might just genuinely be shitty dates. But then there's a lot of people that you meet and it, the date might be fine and they might be fine and it might be good, but you just know like, there's really no reason to keep right. going. But then it, then it feels like such a waste of time that is so hard to find. Yeah. And I know that sounds bad, but when you have slivers and little narrow windows and then, and, and I guess one perspective is it wasn't a waste. You just you know, found, found one person that you're not compatible with. And now, you know, but it's hard and it's hard too. I think because I'm at an age where I, I will either be meeting someone who has kids, which is be like you and cowboy mm -hmm. or meeting someone who doesn't and not always, but very often they want children. Yeah. So it's a weird, and I'm not saying that's specific to women, but that's, I date women. So that's the perspective I have. And that's just, that's tough. It's extraordinarily tough. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, no. Uh, tough. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Especially tough when at the very beginning of a relationship, that person assures you that they don't care about having children or children of their own. And then three years into the relationship, claim that they never made that statement and that they are, want children and are desperate to have their own children. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. When I have no desire whatsoever to be pregnant again, ever, 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 ever. Yeah, okay, so that changes things a lot. And is that something, anytime that a relationship was beyond, like, base level that you were very clear about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was very clear from the very beginning, like, this is not a possibility. Yeah. I'm done. I make that very clear as well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My friend Cammie, she was here last week, actually. She flew out to help me with all the stuff that was going on. Life. and hmm? Help you with life. Yes. She was a huge, huge help. And then she wasn't a help. And she, <laughs> she, we laughed about it and then it was fine. And she went home and she was lovely. And I was on the phone with her last night. And the last two or three people that she's been serious with have been just complete, utter fucking assholes. Okay. Just like, like they were and she knew that, but was with them anyway, or they turned out that way? No, they like, it ended and they, the, the relationships ended in like horrifying ways, like oh wow, just objectively assholeish, terrible behavior. Like you wouldn't, you, like you just don't treat people that way. And we were talking about it last night, and like this flash, this stupid flash came through my head. I'm like, well, maybe she should, she should come and date in Utah. What? No, she oh, shouldn't. God. <laughs> no. Oh man. But like in. For her, and, you know, she's 30 and dating in New York. And you think, okay, well, dating in New York, you, there's a wide swath of, of opportunity there. There's so many different people and the dating pool is deeper and wider and thicker. And I guess it's terrible everywhere. Yeah, I think it, I, I, yes, I think it is terrible everywhere. I mean, I think there's advantages to all different scenarios, you know, maybe excluding Utah in that comment. But I mean, it's even, it's a challenge. And I feel like I said this at one point before, but being single in the suburbs mm -hmm. is pretty shitty because yeah. I feel like a lot of people out here are either married and or married with kids. 
I know there are single people. I know I'm not the only one. But every time I go into Chicago, there's they're like they're everywhere. Yeah, all sorts of single people. And I'm not. I, I don't mean to imply that I need like single twenty three year olds. Just in general, <laughs> single people. Yeah, that's it's weird. It's just really, really, really weird. Yes, it is. That's that's why I keep thinking like it would be different elsewhere because I mean Salt Lake is very unique, but like if you're in Chicago or you're in San Francisco or Seattle, like if you're in the city there, like I imagine that the dating pool is easier to access um, than it is when you're in a suburb where everybody's living in a you know four fa- four ham- family home and yeah yeah four family four kids. Two kids, two parents. <laughs> right. Like everyone's, it's because I feel like oftentimes, at least when you're in like a suburb of a major metropolitan area, it's kind of where you go when you're ready to settle. Yeah. And the majority of people don't go, oh, I'm single, time to settle. Like it's just, it's less common. It exists, but it's less common. Yeah. So then you're stuck with, I don't even know if the, if it's a if the pool is any different, but it's just considerably smaller. Like the same yeah. type of people are available, there's just far fewer of them. And that's that stuff. I don't know if I ever told you about people kept telling me, well maybe you'll meet a cute single dad at school, right? Oh god. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen. <laughs> yep, super likely. And I was like, "Huh? Super likely." Yeah, I was. This is like when I was like really, really, really depressed, and people were trying to like, and I just did not want to date, and I just didn't want to leave the house. Like, maybe you'll meet like a really cute dad at school, and you know, and because that really was ultimately the only place I'm going to meet anybody because I wasn't going out. I'm not going to bars. I'm not going to hang out anywhere. I'm, you know, I sort of live in a basically a suburbish suburbanish area um, of downtown that doesn't have like a lot of single people <laughs> i i did meet a single dad well no he wasn't single uh but he and his wife had decided that what they were going to do is they were going to and they were going to liven up their marriage what you get my gist you met this guy at the school yeah well i met him well this is the thing I had several, I'd, I met several dads on, we would drop our kids off. There's a, a playground right outside one part of the school. And kindergarten first and second graders get dropped off. You have to walk them basically into that playground. And a, a lot of us would go and talk and wait until the bell rang. So I met a lot of parents out there. I never knew if they were single or married. Um, so I had a few conversations with fathers and then I get an email from someone and he's just like, would you like to go on a date on Friday? And I was like, oh God, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> so you said yes? Well, I, I did like, I, I was like walking around the house trying to process like, which one is this? Which one, which dad is this? I don't know. And he didn't even in the email, he didn't say. That's how you should have responded. Married. Like, which dad are you? <laughs> no. Can you help me out. He didn't say that he was married in the email. 
And I'm just like, I, I, who is, I don't remember. I don't remember. God, which one is this? And he wasn't on Facebook. And like, because I, I did, a, I searched for his name. I wasn't stalking. I was just trying to figure out who he was. So I agreed to go on a date. Um, that's what I found out on the date. <laughs> well, I mean, in his defense, <laughs> I think something like that is probably better when delivered in person versus an email. <laughs> And at least it was the first date, but that's, oh man. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. And I was joking about it after afterward, like that, of course, that would be the man that I meet on the playground. Of course. I think of all the dads, that's the of one all the that dads, reaches out. That's the one that I meet on the playground. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I guess the logic of that, like meeting a single parent at the school makes sense when they're yeah. young. But now, I mean, granted, Lexton is only there part-time, but even if he wasn't, I don't even get out of the car. Like, I'd yeah. drop him off and pick him up. And if he was there the whole day, I would drop him off, work the entire day, and then pick him up. I yeah. remember when he was much younger, like, standing around and there's other parents and you talk, and but that just doesn't exist as they get older. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Dating man, it Ugh. sucks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's. I guess there's. Like, it's it's nice to socialize and be out, but good lord, I just wish I could remember. Sort of, I sort of don't. What it was like to date when people normally date. Mm-hmm. Because maybe I sucked at it then, and I just didn't realize it. But I feel like not. Because there wasn't, it, it, there just wasn't as much in my head. Yeah. And there's also like, um, I mean, you met, you met this girl through mutual friends. Yeah. Um, the dating apps have really warped a lot of dating. I think there should be studies done about this because you can sometimes see a person across the table, like swiping through their head. Wait, what, what? Basically, like they're swiping, like oh, I don't know, maybe there, there's. I'm sure there's like be- be- better opportunities than what's sitting across from me. Right, or almost can, like looking around the restaurant you're at. Like, well, is just, anyone you can here just see better? them in their head, just like swiping through and thinking, maybe I should have gone out with that other one. You know. Right. That's that. That's stored on the app. You know. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe like the volume. Uh-huh. that is therefore available because you could sit i've never used any of the swiping apps but i know the idea but you could sit and swipe through pictures for hours yeah it would, i mean it's like shopping for a t-shirt like you can just yes or no over and over and over again but at the end of the day even if you've only picked one person that you like you've seen like 75 mm-hmm. and they're all still in your head well i remember when i first downloaded tinder I was in San Francisco for an Every Mother Counts event, and this this girl who did some running, I was sitting at a table for, at a fundraiser with her. She did some running for Every Mother Counts, and she lovely. We, like, we became immediately friends, and she's like, you should install it, install it, install it, install it. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. So like we're waiting for our, the tables to get set, and she installs it on my phone, and we just upload some photos. <laughs> we're in San Francisco, and... Like I, I didn't even know which way to what, what which way to swipe, right? And apparently, 
and I, if I remember correctly, like if you swipe up, that means like a super like, oh, like wait. I'm super interested in you. Oh God. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't either. Oh God. And she started doing that on my phone. <laughs> like seeing someone and being like, oh yeah, totally worth it. And she, she like accidentally swiped up and it like throws this like blue star. I don't know if it still does this. It threw a blue star and I'm like, what did you just fucking do? And she's like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Yeah. And then, but yeah, we, God, it was wow. fascinating. And then later that night I went to dinner with my friends and we were just scrolling through picture after picture after picture after picture of guys on the app. And with the with the only thing in mind, like, am I attracted to them? Yeah. It's like, look at their profile. Is this somebody that I wouldn't sit across the table from? Would I, you know? Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it's the volume. It's funny because I've heard people comment that it's shallow. Like, because you're you're basing it. You're first saying, am I attracted to them? Yes or no. And if yes, then you look at their profile. And then if that still seems okay, then thumbs up. And people think that that's somehow shallow because you should base it on appearance. But you always do anyway, initially. Like you're not, yeah. you're not going to be out at a bar. And be like I am not attracted to that person at all, but she probably has a great soul. Like who <laughs> fucking does that? I mean... It's like the it's just the first thing you can know about somebody. Well, that yeah, and and like when you look at like what they do for a living, um, that can like have a an effect where you're like, I mean, I think they're kind of attractive, but since they have that as a job, I will actually swipe right for sure, or swiping, swipe right. I don't know. Wait, wait, I don't is, remember. Is right. I have good? an Yeah. Okay. Like. Like he's got a really good job and he, he looks, you know, in his photos, he looks very solid and professional. He's not, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I got kind of attracted to him and then I, you know, I'd swipe right. Right. So it's about more than that. But if you, but if you see a picture of someone and I'm not saying that they're ugly people, but you're just not attracted <laughs> to them. Right. Right. You're going to, you're going to swipe left. Exactly. Because that's just basic human instinct, right? And that same person that you swipe left on, someone else is going to swipe right on because that's what happens. Yeah. But it, I, I hadn't even considered that, just the sheer volume. The sheer volume. And that has really warped dating because there's always another option. Right. There's always another option. And I think especially for people who are, who are single and have no kids, you could swipe right a bunch and just go on dozens upon dozens upon dozens of dates which is fine if that's what you're into that's not a problem but i feel like it's like picking paint colors like there's so fucking many you can't uh -huh. ever decide whereas if someone said here's your 10 paint colors pick one yeah it's a lot easier i just i feel like it i don't know it gets so diluted and i'm i mean i'm saying all of this i've never used an app but i don't know it, it gets very diluted and i i mean if you're into going out on a lot of dates, I applaud you. As a as a single parent with a full time job, I, I, I is it was so much work. It was so much work to go on a date. Yeah, and I, I oh, that's what it, that's really what what it, like was so demoralizing for me. It was like oh my god, I have to like look appropriate. <laughs> right. 
Like I have to actually <laughs> have get to real dress for today. I have to do the work to look appropriate and then like manage like my kids and getting them settled and making sure they're taken care of, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's so much work before I even stepped out the door. Yeah, it was hard. Yep. Well, did I tell you that that cowboy? So I did Bumble and I did Tinder, and every he was on there as well. On both. Yeah. Okay. You know, I knew I've known him for twenty over twenty years. Right. Um, and every time I would see his face, I'd turn the app off. (laughs) Wait, what? You turn like you would see him pop up, and you wouldn't swipe in any direction. I would not swipe in any direction. I didn't know what to do. I guess I could see that dilemma, though. I didn't know what to do. I was like, what do I do? I don't know. I don't know. I just turned the app off. Because when you turn it back on, it doesn't bring up the same person. Right. <laughs> okay, so here's a question. So when you swipe, is it is it like giving the thumbs up to a song on Pandora? Like, we'll give you more like this or less like this? Does it do that? Yeah, or is it I, think, I think that's what it does. So... I think I'm, and I may be very wrong about this, but swiping right will basically bring up more profiles that are resemble what you've swiped right on in, on Tinder. It resemble from both the profile standpoint and the physical photo standpoint? Yeah, and I, I believe that you enter kind of what you're attracted to. I don't remember. I could be completely wrong about this. We need we need these app experts to come talk to us. But I'm going to have to just open a fucking account. I know for a fact that the algorithm on Bumble, so you know how Bumble works, right? Yeah, it's like Tinder, but the woman is in control. The woman is in control. And (laughs) the algorithm on Bumble is that it will serve up the most attractive people for like 15 or 16 like profiles. Like you're on Bumble and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like these are really, really, really attractive people. And, and then the once you get, get to those 15, then they start serving up the ones that aren't as attractive. Which and then you're like, wait a minute. The first 15 are are really used to getting swiped. Yeah. And not always, but I imagine that can definitely go to someone's head. Mm-hmm. So then you're getting like this pool of attractive people that are potentially sort of arrogant about it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. What a weird world. And I know people who use those apps who love them. Yeah. Like, love it. Love going on the date. Like I, I envy that so much. I just can't get in that headspace. And I'm also definitely an introvert. So it's just weird. Oh yeah. Are, are you going to download the, the apps? Maybe. I will start. <laughs> I will probably start with Bumble before, before moving on to Tinder. Though I've heard mm-hmm. good stories about both. I really have. Oh, yeah. I know people who who met on them, right? I mean, if yeah. it works for you, it's just like antidepressants. If, if you want to seek out that and it works for you, I'm going to make no judgment whatsoever. Right. None. And though, I feel like, though, what's also interesting is that there were all those other sites like Match.com and Plenty of Fish and... Okay, those are the only two I know. But you have, like, those those really big dating sites and then i feel like tinder and bumble came out as apps and now no one no one talks about match no one talks about plenty of fish yeah i okay so i did match which was a huge 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 mistake um yeah i don't don't somebody had just advised me to do it because they they said that tinder was like a younger 
like I, I and I wasn't into like 20 year old 25 year olds you know I wasn't into younger men like my I set my age range to like an older set because I've always been attracted to men my age or I've never actually sorry this <laughs> <laughs> keep going no this is good like when I was younger, I did not like dating guys my age. I wanted always, I wanted them always to be like five or six years older. Okay. Um, there was just guys my age were always stupid. Sorry. They're, <laughs> sounds um, about sorry. Right. Sorry. Um, and people were like, well, it's a really young, you know, unsophisticated crowd on Tinder. Get on match because that people on match are really serious. They take this seriously. Like, and so I got a match and fuck. Not good. What a head fuck, man. First of all, the interface is like from 1999 and the profiles on there are just fucking crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I think Tinder kind of got a bad name because it, it started as a dating app, right? But then it, some I mean, some people use it to hook up, mm -hmm. which fine if that's your thing. But then if you're also waiting around in that same pool as people who are looking for a relationship then it can get kind of weird. Yeah. Whereas match.com is very clearly designed for people who are looking to date. And to hunt and do a lot of fishing. Oh, that's where you found all those photos. Oh, uh, that's where I found all those photos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A friend of mine had a similar experience on, I think it was match.com. And when I mentioned to her that I had downloaded bumble immediately she's like oh my god spend time on your profile spend so much time on that profile i fucked mine up and i got some weird shit <laughs> like all right well that's good to know like she kind of rushed through to create it and then just ended up getting all these really bizarre matches mm -hmm. because she didn't put any time into it well you have to like ask yourself like am i willing to go on a date with someone who voted for donald trump like are you willing to do that no and, yeah, no, and and if that is something that you know, I just don't know. Like, <sighs> it's gonna sound terrible, but Cowboy and I, like, politically and culturally and socially, just are like completely in sync, and so we talk endlessly. I don't know how I would do that if someone had voted for Donald Trump. Sorry. Oh, I would, um, I would talk endlessly, but it would not be a good conversation. <laughs> so a lot of people were actually, will say in their profile, if you voted for Donald Trump, I don't want to date you. Don't, 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 don't even consider it. And there are a lot of stories about like guys responding with like, well, well you're fucking open-minded. Fuck you, bitch. You know, and just, yeah. Wow. But it's the thing, if you're sitting down and to dinner and they talk about the fact that um, they voted for Donald Trump and, you know, he he's he's making America great again, you're just like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, yeah. I, I try to, I don't ask directly, but I basically try to ask in a roundabout way by implying that the country is burning. Just see how they respond. But because you can tell, you can tell when people like you say something along those lines and they nod enthusiastically like, yeah, it's a mess. I'm like, oh, okay, so we're probably mm -hmm. on the same side there. I also, there were a lot of guys that I met through the apps who didn't vote. <sighs> and that's kind of a thing for me. 
is okay would you but you'd rather you'd rather date a non-voter than a trump voter though yeah but it's still a thing right i mean i mean it, it it's still a thing like the not like the non-voter having 12 guns you know it's like okay well that was like two strikes though in, what are we gonna have what, what are you gonna talk about right He's never, he doesn't even know what Breaking Bad is. Oh my God, I don't know <laughs> what to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that again, I think maybe that's why the dating apps are good. Because mm-hmm. you can immediately think that to me, at least on the surface level, is the small, the like the small talk stuff. Obviously, those are much bigger discussions, but some of the basics come up in small talk. Mm-hmm. Like, I really support gun control. So, I also would not want to date someone who's got a ton of guns. I just, I, I don't have any interest in that. But you kind of have to fish that information out little by little. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. just, it's just exhausting. So you just, you're, you're like, my blood pressure is rising. Just thinking, just remembering that year. <laughs> the year of dating. The year of dating. The year of dating yeah. and depression. The year of dating and depression in Utah. Yeah. Holy God. That that in itself could be a book. <laughs> There's a chapter. There's a, good to know. <laughs> There's a real that's that's one of my favorite chapters, I think. So specific like that's really what it focuses on? Oh yeah. Oh that's awesome. Because it was Can't a wait. big, big, big part of how bad I felt about myself. It's just so demoralizing here. And I really feel for anybody trying to date in Utah. Anyone. You got lucky, though. Worked out. Although I don't count that because you knew him. I knew him and knew of him. I remember on our first date, he was just like, I've seen you on Tinder, Heather. I know that you've come across my profile. Why haven't you ever swiped? And I was, I finally came clean and I was like, I turn off the app. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So hang on. If you swipe on someone, it presents that... Does it yes. present you to them? Yes. So he knows you never swiped because you were never linked up. So even exactly. so if he swiped every single time on you and yes. you never Oh god, that's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. But do you, totally, why did you close it? Do you know? Like do you have any back of mind? I just didn't like I didn't know him. Like I I, met, I I'd met him and I knew him sort of through friends and I'd seen him here and there, but I didn't know him. And so I didn't know what to do. I just, was, I was frozen. Like, I, um, I don't know. <laughs> That's really, I, it makes me wonder what I, yeah, what I would do in a similar situation. Because part of me says, well, you knew him. So automatically mm-hmm. he's got a notch on everyone else. Just because well, you knew like, him and you didn't hate him. Yeah, I knew him and I I, I thought he was interesting but and I remember sitting on the first date when we talked about it, and I said, "Well, I didn't know that you know." I mean, we talked for like four hours that night, and I was like, "I didn't know this. I didn't know you were like this. I would have if I had known it was like this." Right. <laughs> Just. Oh, uh, yeah. So how how did you end up dating? Did we ever talk about that? We, we saw each other at a fund, fundraiser. He actually asked me out. In the middle of my depression, we went to a Halloween party together. He, he, oh. he, he's very close friends with my friend Ivy. We all three went to a Halloween party together, and he talked to me all night. 
but it was different because I was really, really, really darkly depressed. So I would barely remember the conversation. Like I didn't want to be out. Right. And I mean, you did absolutely hate Halloween for quite a while. I hate, yeah, yeah. exactly. He asked, he sort of asked me out then, but I never returned his call. But then we saw each other again at a fundraiser and his friend uh, came up to me later in the evening and said, um, hey, listen, uh, we like you a lot and we think that you should go uh, get some a drink with him. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's been through a lot. You guys should go get a drink. And I was like, okay, that's I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> was this him asking them to do that or were they just independently no, this that's was awesome them. they had seen what he had been through and they were like we like you you seem to be really nice we want him to we want him to be with someone nice so uh, we had drinks that night and the rest is history that's a pretty phenomenal endorsement honestly yeah. i mean that's pretty cool yeah she's very special to us because she sort of has she not only brought us together once, she brought us together twice. And the second time was uh, an epic, phenomenal, straight out of a romantic comedy situation, but we won't get into that. <laughs> Maybe another time. Maybe another time. I'm sure I will have more dating information to share at some point. Yes. And I, I again, I'm so sorry that you have to go through this. Just cross your fingers. You yeah. and everyone who listens to this episode, just cross them. Because, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I cannot believe gonna I'm be going to say this, but if you have any advice at all, <laughs> any any advice, unless the advice is take to just a be hammer to your phone and just destroy your phone. I know, God. <laughs> but or maybe like a hidden like a hidden dating app like Christian Mingle would be good. Just send oh, us yeah. an email. Yeah, Christian. I haven't forgotten about Christian Mingle. That one's still out. There's LDS singles as well. Ooh, Ooh. should get on there. Yeah. But uh, you can you can email that or any questions to stories at manicramblings.com. Or you can find us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at manicramblings. And of course on Patreon, which would be patreon.com slash manicramblings. Yes. And maybe on Bumble at some point, but who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> until next time, uh, everybody, 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 send your best thoughts towards John at the moment as he enters uh, a potentially precarious precarious time. But it could be amazing actually. It could be. I'm going to be positive about this. It could be absolutely amazing. So All the positive energy. Everything. All the positive energy. Swipe up. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.